what's going on, everybody? I'm Josh. I'm Kelsey. And this is Anywhere Sam. And this is our first podcast. So welcome. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. You know what? That deserves a little clap, okay? A little, little clap on the soundboard. There you go, and that's for you. I don't know if you can hear it, but if you're at, on Spotify, you can hear it, YouTube land. We can hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're just, uh, we're episode one, and we're excited for it. And I'm doing my hands. I flap my hands and arms like a baby bird fresh out the egg. Trying to learn how to fly. Tap and flap. Drive me nuts. Tap and flap, baby. Let's roll. That's what I do. <laughs> but we won't get into what she does to you around there. She ain't anything. I don't do nothing. That's not true. Well, she has a few things to drive me crazy. We'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, thanks for... uh. Tuning in, listening to us, probably on Spotify or on YouTube. Uh, if you want to watch us record this episode, you can go to Anywhere South and listen to it or watch it. Click on subscribe while you're there and hit the like button if you like our content. If you don't, you probably shouldn't watch us anyway. But Sorry thank about you, your luck. Thank you for the views. So, uh, but this is uh, yeah, we're here on Spotify and on YouTube, and um, I'll let you guys know. Within the next few weeks, hopefully, we'll be on uh, Apple Podcasts. So we're just waiting for um, processing for that. They, it takes forever. Spotify and Apple. and uh, Now you fill out a form and, and try to get it to get them your, your content on their platform. So um, I guess it takes just a bit. So we got that going. I just did that a few days ago, applied for that. So hopefully we'll be there. You can watch us or listen to us on uh, Apple and uh, Google Podcasts. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Um, Kels? Yes? You look beautiful. Thank you. By the way, if you're new to our channel, new to our podcast, that's my wife, Kelsey. Uh, a little bit about us. We've been married for... Um, uh, Going on 12, 12 years. 12 years. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> It'll be 12 years in October, October 1st, right? Yep. That's right. Just opening day of beer season. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We are Josh and Kelsey. We've been married for, for almost 12 years and uh, been together. It'll be 14 years in August. And uh, so I know people are probably wondering why she's never on camera. They're like, man, does she pay some gal to, to walk behind them and talk in the background? I don't. I think I have a very, very beautiful, attractive wife with curly hair. And um, you can see her picture over on our Instagram. Uh, she, so she's not exactly camera shy, but she's recording shy. If that makes sense. She don't mind taking a picture, but you put her on camera, she gets all nervous. So she don't like to be on camera, so that's why she always talks. And she reads, and she reads better than me. And she sounds prettier than me, too. So <laughs> that's why she's the, uh, you know, when we're on history stuff, you'll hear her reading. That's the reason why. <laughs> um, but, yeah, any, anything else we forgot to tell about her? Well, we did put out a challenge. If we get 10,000 subscribers, yeah. I will start being on camera. So now Y'all, we got a long ways to go for that. Start telling your mama. Your dad, your dog, and, and church yeah. folks, everyone. Get down the street with a guinea pig. Tell him to and the guinea pig to come subscribe. We'll start showing her face. Yeah. 
So, um, but yeah, so thank you guys for, for clicking on us and listening to us. And um, uh, also subscribe to us on uh, Instagram. We post pictures and things over there, um, different things. So um, now that we're really doing the podcast, we'll try to get more active with Instagram and, and all that. Um, so we are at Anywhere South on Instagram, Anywhere South on YouTube. Anywhere south on Spotify and um, soon to be other platforms. We'll let you know when uh, we're all that's done. We're over on Apple and Google and all that. But today, what are we talking about today? Well, we are talking about Franklin, Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. We were just there a couple days, uh, five days ago. Last uh, give week. Or take. Was it last week? Uh, about that. No, weekend before last. Time just goes by super fast, especially when you're having fun. Yeah, we try to have fun. Try not to take ourselves too serious every day. And uh, she's more serious than me. I'm not the teacher that just tells you everything you need to hear. <laughs> I'm the one that uh, don't take life as serious as I should. Sometimes I do, but I try not to. No. And, uh, but yeah, we were in Franklin. And uh, I, first of all, if you guys are in Tennessee, check out Franklin. It's just about 30 minutes south of Nashville, and um, if you're in East Tennessee, probably three, three and a half hours west of, or north, sorry, probably three and a half hours west of y'all, most Knoxville and that area. That is probably an hour north of Chattanooga. Yep. And it's about three hours from us. Uh, yeah. Just right there. So if you guys are in that area, check it out. It's got a lot of, if y'all love, like, Civil War history and um, beautiful, like, plantation homes and things like that, uh, Franklin has a lot of that history. And mm-hmm. speaking of plantation homes, you want to tell them about that beautiful place we just were? Yeah. For the first time, we checked out the Lock Museum, which some people pronounce the Croak. So um, it is a German-based name. Flavor. Flavor. Just the flavor. You can't taste it. <laughs> it kind of rolls in Did your you mouth. Did you do that on purpose? You're trying to be hip like youngsters are listening to us? No, it kind of rolls in your mouth. See? Cloak. Clock. Yeah, kinda but you can't around. taste it. You can't taste it. I can taste it. Keep. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's a very uh, neat home from the Civil War era, and it did play a part in the Civil War, um, but we got to learn about the original family that owned the home, um, and then there are a lot of beautiful antiques that are inside the home that are from that time period, and they actually do um, antique uh, appraising, too, so if you're ever in the area and you're looking for frames, fun fact, they can help you with that. Yes, and it's haunted, by the way. They say it's haunted. We don't know that, though. Could be haunted. I would imagine quite a few of the Houses and businesses are haunted just because a major Civil War battle did take place there. Yeah, that whole area is quite. Yeah, we won't, we'll get into ghosts and hauntings another time because we could dig in for hours into that. We have a lot of experiences. and uh, So we're going to actually later on down the road probably, we'll get into some ghosts and hauntings. Maybe closer to like Halloween. Spooky season? Spooky season. Although we love spooky season. I guess if you're scared of it, it's spooky. But if you're interested, 
and all that stuff like we are, but we kind of do that all the time. But uh, yeah, we'll get into that another time because it actually is haunted. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll tell you all about that later on. But um, tell them about the uh, tell them about the uh, character character that you chose to write for us. Tom or Dave or Steve. He was an interesting fellow. I think his name was Tom. Yeah, he was an interesting guy, we'll say that. He was definitely a history buff. Um, he originally started off um, as an expert on um, Civil War battlefields. And then over time, he kind of moved into um, working in inside the home. So he knows a lot of history. Um, he can tell you of any big definitely was a character. He had a, a lot to say, kind of a unique personality, but full of great information, um, and was really excited to share um, the story of the family, the story of the house, um, just really enthused. So we always enjoy tours when a person's really into it versus someone who doesn't know anything. Yeah, like when they know nothing, you know, mm-hmm. all the info comes out. Yeah, he does the Civil War tours, and he does like those spiritual ones as well, right? Yeah. Like ghost mm-hmm. Civil War out in the field. But, but yeah, I, I want to go to one of his uh, Civil War tours. Like at night, it takes yeah. you out to the battlefield and everything. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that was a interesting place. He was an interesting guy, though. He and was. He, he talked. Oh, my Lord. He talked so, he talked really, really fast, and he, he never stayed on topic, kind of like moi here, myself. He was all over the place, but a hundred times worse than me. I mean, I felt, I felt. You ever watched a cat look up and watch a moth in its flight? You know what I mean? The moth just, and the cat's just everywhere. Bam, bam, bam. That's how I felt. Yeah. To that guy. Well, the home was owned by a German immigrant, and they actually came um, a few years before the Civil War, and they had no idea what was going on at that time as far as politics and everything. So. Once the home was finally built and they were settled and kind of getting into their uh, daily routine, then they found themselves in the middle of the Battle of Franklin. And what was really fascinating to me, um, some people who are into uh, touring the home during the Civil War, War will recognize the name the Carter House, which we haven't toured yet, um, but it is uh, across the street. So the family, um, on the night of the battle, actually went to the Carter House for refuge. Um, so the Carter House is brick, and the Wilton House, or the Lawton House, however you want to say it, um, is made out of wood, so they thought that they would be safer over there. Um, so they went to the cellar across the street uh, for the night of the battle. And then the next morning, they went back across the street to their home and had to go through the gruesome battlefield, um, which I found very interesting. And they found um, the next morning that their home had damage different cannons and um, the home has all original flooring and you can actually see cutouts from where they did repairs from where like the big cannons had gone through um, the floor which I thought was very fascinating. Yeah they have big indentions like uh, in the wood where the cannons all went through. And cutouts too. Yeah there were some cutouts but they're still original blood stains from when it was uh, it was also a hospital. Yeah because the day after the battle um, this was a thought really unique about the house too. Um, usually the Union and Confederate soldiers have their own separate hospitals 
Um, but since the battle literally took place in the front yard and there were so many men in need, they combined both Confederate and Union soldier, soldiers in the same home. Um, so they retreated under one roof, which normally never happens, um, which I found very fascinating. And so in the family, because of the damage to the house, actually had to live in the basement, um, which she had said was dirt and straw, while the home was being repaired. Um, do you remember how long she said it took to get repaired? Was it three years? Like three or four years. Yeah. So just imagine living in like a straw basement for that long while your home's getting repaired. What I thought was interesting is, uh, you know, the the war there was it was such a bloody battle mm-hmm. there that that they did put Confederate and Union all in the same hospital because they just that little house. You know, back then houses. Or in, uh, hospitals were in houses and anywhere, set in the fields with tents, whatever. And it, you didn't see that a lot where they, you know, they would just bring, it was like Confederate and Union people taking care of each other, uh, you know, or laying right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times the women in the community, like, were the ones trying to nurse them back to health. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, homeowners and stuff. And uh, so I thought that was interesting that they did that. And did did you? I'll tell them if you didn't. Did you tell them why? Why like what was important about that house, that family? Um, I don't know. Well, it's an interesting fact. So they moved here from Germany. Oh yes, I did kind of go into this, but you go on. You you might see something I missed. Well, I was just gonna say that they came from Germany, and that they had decided to move to the United States. So they come from Germany, they get here, and the same, as they're traveling to the U.S., the war breaks out. And so they, they came to their house, and they had no idea. I mean, they didn't have phones back then, you know. So they got to their house, they got set up, they they started their lives, and it was very short after they got there. Well, within a few years, because the Civil War did I thought he said it was, it was short, like within months. No, I mean, the Civil War had started while they were moving, but the Battle of Franklin wasn't, didn't take place until a few years into the Civil War. Okay, so it's shorter than I thought. (laughs) Well, Tom did tell us a lot of information in in a short amount of time. Way too much information coming out. He's talking about five events, and we're, we're just trying to learn about this estate here. That's all. He's telling us about other estates, about wars that happened here and here and here. So yeah, if you find yourself um, knowledgeable or an expert, he would be the man to talk to because he could probably share details, and if you can keep up with him, you could learn so much. But, I mean, I'd love to talk to him again and do another tour because I feel like I could learn so much more. Yeah. But he did tell you so much that it was a little hard at times to absorb everything. Right. So, so they get there. They get settled in, like she said, a year or so down the road. And they didn't know what was happening. And then all of a sudden, a war broke out in their front yard, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which is actually a shared a battlefield now, a historic yeah. battlefield. And I, I, he didn't say how many acreage, acres that was, but uh, I'm sure they had a little bit of land. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, they get there. Could you imagine, first of all, moving from a country to better your life, for better opportunities, to move your whole family across the world, and bam, a war breaks out. So now your home is going to get destroyed, and 
you, that's what you're thinking, you know, or, you know, your kids are going to have to fight, man, in the war, and, and, or, you know, it was just, you didn't know, it was just unthinkable could happen, right? Yeah. The unknown, so, um, I just thought that was interesting, so then they, they, the war breaks out, and they find out, and long story short, <laughs> their house ended up being a care, care center, pretty much, mm-hmm. for the wounded. Did they, did the boys fight, or no, they were too young? They didn't have boys, did I they? they? I thought they had a, a boy, and then they had a daughter. I remember the daughter. I remember the daughter, and I remember that they had a set of um, twin girls um, that had uh, passed, and they didn't really have a lot of um, information of why they had passed. They didn't know if it was just because of, like, that time period, like with the flu, or, you know, just a simple cold that you don't recover from. Um, and it was thought that the twins were buried, um, out back, which now would be like a parking lot, but yeah. it wasn't like a marked grave or anything, um, which kind of adds to some of the characters in there. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, it's like where's the body? Yeah, are they, are they under the house? Are they under, under the plants? You don't know. Yeah, so no, the family did experience some thinking, tragedy before the war broke out. But the there was a daughter that lived. Yeah, they had two older daughters. I think you know, one of them had a son, right? There was a boy no, involved somehow. I don't remember that part, but I might have missed that. I might have been focused on something else. Yeah, there daughters. was a picture of it, too, of one of the daughters with a kid, a little boy. Well, I know that the daughters married, and um, there was a picture of their husbands that were married. Yeah. So, I guess, long story short, we have no idea. <laughs> he says there's Maybe. not a kid. I said there's a kid, a boy. I don't know. Maybe we need to go though. back and do the house tour again and make sure we really get it, because it is a lot of information so at much once. Information. But um, what's neat about the house is is that um, with him being a German immigrant, he was really known for uh, his woodworking. Yeah. Um, so the house still has its original mantles and or some of the original woodwork, which is very intricate. Um, so that was really fascinating, kind of going room to room and seeing some of his, um, you know, original creations, I guess you could call them, um, throughout the home. Yeah. So even though there was some damage from the war, a lot of it, you know, had been restored and had been, you know, kept up throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, no, that is neat. Uh, it's neat that they still have some of the, the original flooring. There's still blood in the in the wood. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I don't know if you can really get blood out of wood very easily without replacing it. No, but I mean, it just shows that, like, hey, there's really, besides some structural things they replaced, paintings. Mm-hmm. They've really kept as much original as they can, and also all the wallpaper and everything was from that time period. So you really feel like you're in that house. Yeah. And they try to get pictures, and they try to, you know, keep records so they kind of know, like, well, this room was the living room. Okay, well, this was here. So they'll try to decorate, like, you know, like it's that time. And yeah. And it's pretty neat. So yeah, you really kind of think that it's from that period. Yeah. And on the, um, with the home being set up, but also on the um, first floor, there is um, some artifacts since the battlefield is so close. So they, in like the hallway on the first floor, they have a really neat small museum set up with different Civil War artifacts and, um, you know, shell casings and different things that you can look at things from the battlefield, which I found really fascinating too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember how small the soldiers were? 
Uh, we were looking at like the uniforms and the shoes, and mm-hmm. people from that time period they were much smaller in stature than people are now. Yeah, they they uh the average was like five four height for the man. Yeah, five five back then. I don't I don't know how big tall the women were, but like they were tiny. The women the men were tiny too, but the women back then were tiny, and then they'd wear them. Corset, uh, corset, is that uh-huh. what it is? Yeah, yeah it's really centered in. I mean, they're like little bean poles. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Now, eating all of our uh, favorite southern foods, I don't think we could uh, do that. Makes you wonder, though, all the processed foods and stuff, like, if that has an effect on, on people now. Because yeah. they were just a lot smaller. Yeah, and, they were. Uh, you know, just average people. I mean, you didn't see a lot of heavy people back then. No. And speaking of food, after we took that uh, wonderful tour with Tom, where did we go after that? Do you remember? Yep, we went to the uh, pig bar. Pig bar. Pig bar next yeah, door. Yeah, well, what's it called? Oh, you ain't got to look it up. Yeah, look it up. It's good. We'll give them a little shout out. A little yeah. shout out. So, as y'all know from my uh, from our previous videos, I'm really terrible at pronouncing names, so. I'm going to spell this out for the two of y'all's sake. Down the road. 
Those look kind of catty corner. Yeah, not fun. You could throw a rock and hit it. No. Yeah. It was down and around, but go on. Unless you throw like Kelsey, you're not going to make it out of the fort. Trust me, y'all, it's down and around. But me, I can throw it. You know what they used to call me back in the day? What? Brett Favre said. Oh, you could throw yeah, it I'm sure miles. they did. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was back in the day. Uh, but what he's trying to say is down and around the corner. Yeah, it's right around the way there. Rest Haven Cemetery. Rest Haven Cemetery. And they house, what they house? Um, host? Yeah. Or They're leaving. Yeah, I guess they're not leaving. Your host leaves. Um, house. Um, they, uh, the, the <laughs> unknown soldier resides there. <laughs> Okay, we'll just say that. Resides. That's a good resides. word. Resides. He resides there. And um, that's even like a little monument thing. I thought it was a broken, like, arch thing, but it actually stayed that way. I don't. I never got that part. But, yeah, well, y'all saw that in the video. I, I don't have to tell you a lot about that. but Yeah, that we was were me. just out um, just wandering around, around and um, stumbled upon this cemetery. And as you probably know from our previous videos, Josh and I love a good cemetery. We do. We're those weird cemetery people. It's peaceful. It's quiet. Everybody's dying to get in. There's never <laughs> any crowds. So it's perfect. It is perfect for us. So we were just going through the cemetery looking um, at all the headstones, and there's a lot from, um, I would say, late 1800s. And then all of a sudden we saw this kind of monument and found these unknown so soldiers. Yeah, I've heard about it. Uh, I think we... We haven't heard about it, and we've been to Franklin before. We just yeah, didn't we just didn't there. know it was in that exact location. So he was dug up, found by the construction worker in 2009, mm -hmm. um, not far from the battlefield cemetery. cemetery. And uh, they found him, and, and they, they're still not sure if he's Union or Confederate, but uh, they found some Union buttons. So they're, they're, they're thinking it might be Union because there was no other – uh, insignias, right, of mm -hmm. any other of the of Confederates. It was a Union button or two buttons, and then something else maybe they thought it might be Union. But maybe just because of the location. You know how long ago that was, and then they found it in 2009, so everything was just thrown at yeah. it. But, yeah, so they're unsure, but they're thinking possibly Union, but it was neat because, I mean, news stations, radio stations, uh, they had interviews know communities and yeah. if there was podcasts back then i think that guy probably would have went on tour been talking about finding a dead body a bag of bones or a, a pile of bones pretty much and that comes to be the uh confederate soldier that really kind of got popular because it i remember that being on the news yeah 2009. it was it was a big thing so i just think it's neat that even though the war was so long ago, that they still gave him um, that honor. So it didn't matter what side he fought on, but they still yeah. gave him that military honor because he, at the end of the day, he did serve our country. And he um, fought what for what he believed in, whether whether he, you know, he, uh, whether people around him believed it or not, it, he still fought for it. Yes. So yeah, that's I think that's a, it was awesome that they did that. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful uh, monument that they have uh, set up for him. Um, so I would definitely recommend going and checking it out. And there's also a lot of other uh, neat headstones that are in the cemetery, but that one definitely stands out. And I think it's a, what is it, Presbyterian Cemetery or something like that? 
church. I don't remember if there was a denomination, but there is what looks to be a church across the street, but it now kind of operates as one of those, like, fruit and flower markets. But it looks like, from the structure, that kind of the steeple, that it probably was a church at one time, a long time ago. Yeah, because that guy that gave that house tour, he told us that the people from the local church are the ones that decorate the unknown soldier's uh, his uh, headstone, and they put flowers and flags, mm-hmm. American flags and stuff. So, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, did you want to get into the Ripavilla, or do you want to save that for another time? Um, let's maybe save that for next time, or good. next time we talk about okay, Franklin. Okay, good. Because I, I got, I got something I want to tell the people. What do you want to tell? The I want to tell the people about my pet peeve. Why do we have to go back to this? Because we all know it ain't true. We only talked about mine. But but when I do it. All I said is you flap and talk. You shot. Listen. You shoot at me, I'm shooting at you. You What do you got? You shoot at me, I'm popping rounds right back at you. What do you got to say over there? Well, I just want to tell the people that she sighs a lot, people. She sighs. (sighs) I'm just breathing. Exactly. That's what she does. (laughs) I'm just breathing. But here's here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. What's the kicker? Kicker. It kicks hard, like a mule, like a, like a ticked off mule. And that kicker is, she's irritated. She does the same exact sigh. When she's hungry, she sighs. Okay? Same exact sigh. Maybe I'm just breathing harder. No, it's the same, same, same level. Okay? <laughs> same level. So, yeah, I don't know. So, here's the thing. Look in the argument because she's like, why do you keep asking me why I'm sighing? I'm just breathing. First of all, Darth Vader, <laughs> if you just breathe like that, we need to go to the doctors because something's wrong with you. <laughs> something is not right. You got a, you got a, yeah, a lot of breathing going on. In some on. Heavy moments, breathing. you have to breathe a little harder than other moments. Yeah, like a, like a, like a panic attack, <laughs> like a, like a heart attack. Uh, maybe if you're. Deep sea diving? <laughs> That's what it sounds like, y'all. Sounds like. <laughs> waiting on a shark to come by and cut. Shark, he's annoyed at the, the breathing. He's like, hey, something's wrong with her. I'm going to leave her alone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she sighs at everything, by the way. And he just thinks I sigh at everything. No, you do sigh at everything. Sighs at everything. So then I'm supposed to know what the size means, right? Is it a, sorry, I'm dealing with this mic. I'm not used to talking into it. Yeah, see? You're not, not used, used to, to being a star? No, I'm not used to the lights and camera, and I can't. Or, uh, you know, I think if y'all listened to our last video, we were uh, the intro, told you we were, we thought about, like, renting a place to do a podcast or turn into a studio, like a room, but you know what, let's just be comfortable. We'll sit on the couch and invite the people into the living room. That's right, invite them in. Y'all can make the sweet pink cookies. <laughs> Y'all make me one, too. Well, I'm curious, awesome. since we're talking about sighs, I wonder, what what are everyone's pet peeves? What drives people nuts? Who feels like an A lot of wives, I'm sure that's one of them. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting if people wrote in and told us, if they shared with us, what their pet no, let's make it even more interesting. What's if y'all that? are married or have a significant other, whatever, partner, whatever you got, tell us what they do that drives you insane. You might get some people in trouble. I got y'all's back. 
husbands out there, I got your back. Okay? Got your back. Uh, no, but yeah, I'm curious if people do bicker like we do about little. We don't ever really fight, though. We have never been in a like an actual big argument in like 14 years. I mean, you get a little lippy sometimes. Oh, okay. And then I'd be like, hey, pipe down. She says, I'm sorry. I'm she does not say, I'm sorry. Unless she will come back and say, I'm sorry if she snaps at me every day. I mean, once in a while. Oh, I heard uh, that. If she snaps at me, she'll <laughs> she'll apologize. But, yeah. Uh, we don't really get in arguments. Anymore. No. Um, but, yeah. Let us know your pet peeves. And uh, don't tell us your deep, dark secrets. We don't care for that. But just tell us what, what really pisses you. What irritates you. Not even mad. Just irritates you. Yeah. Because I tap all the time. The pillows. Look. Y'all see right now, I cannot, I've, my whole life, I've always just had to have something under my arm, a pillow, I always had to have one arm up, and I know it's going to bug somebody watching me, and I'm going to try to really work on to not move so much, but I do, it looks like I'm, I think you might have to duct like tape I'm tweaking on, on drugs or something. You ain't going to move it. Well then, yeah, then we'll have to put a sock in your mouth, <laughs> it's dying, okay? I've not tried washing this Listen, microphone. I'll be sitting across the room in the chair watching TV. She's laying on the couch. I'm nowhere near her. And if I shake my knee, I'm always shaking my knee and my foot. <laughs> if I wiggle my leg, she's like, oh, it, it starts up. That's the irritable, right? That's the irritated <laughs> I'm sigh. just breathing. Just breathing, yeah. I call him. You hear the <laughs> sirens over there? They're coming. Uh, yeah, and she'll say, quit shaking. Not affecting your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't uh yeah, comment, let us know. Yes, and, what you uh, think. Let us know if you guys are if just kind of what we talk about is if it interests y'all. Like is you guys like hearing about traveling and you know, because we are from the south, it's where we live, it's who we are, it's what we love. And uh that's why and and we're we live here so we can it's nothing to, to drive, you know, an hour and a half to Tennessee or, or you know, to Nashville or to Knoxville or to Lexington, Kentucky or Chattanooga. I mean, there's, we drive around because, you know, within a few hours we can get to most places. Yeah. You can be in Georgia, you know, three hours. You can be in, in Virginia, Tennessee in a couple hours, you know, Tennessee. Um was it five hours to South Carolina, eight hours to Oklahoma and Arkansas and all that. So we can kind of stay stay around this area. But um, yeah, if you guys like traveling through the South or you guys like uh, this type of content, let us know. Um, again, if you don't like it, I'm, I do apologize. Not trying to sound like a jerk, but I do apologize. We do appreciate the view and uh, maybe even uh, give us some tips like hey why don't you guys check out uh this place or go here yeah, hey when you guys are in florida next school. we'll check this place out yeah. yeah we'll be down in uh florida and end of july july end of july see uh kelsey's dad and see what the old man's getting into and uh Yeah, and we're in Tennessee all the time. Like I said, we're just 
we live maybe an hour from the border, and it's nothing to just jump Tennessee to. We'll go to Smokey's Lot. It's one of our favorite places. We stay in Cosby a lot. We know people down there, and we usually stay in the same area. So, um, and I think we might go down to Charleston there sometime this week. We were talking about that. Yeah. But we don't even know. We just wake up one day, and we're like, hey, next weekend, this weekend, you want to drive down to Atlanta? But we <laughs> wanted to go to new places. Yes, so, so we'd love some suggestions of new places to come to. Yeah, if you got a, a favorite place in North Carolina, South Carolina, maybe it's the state's oldest restaurant or uh, a neat museum or something like that. Ooh, I got a laundry machine. Don't touch that. <laughs> you can get her ideas and I can come to it. Uh, but, you know, just cool places uh, in this era that you want us to check out. Yeah, you can write us in. You, what's our email that you can write us an email? Anywhere South two, 2. Number 2. Anywhere South 2 at gmail.com. You can send us a direct email. Follow us on uh, Instagram at Anywhere South. And uh, send us a direct message there. Slide into the DMs. Because uh, we don't want you to get to know us. We sound old. We're only in our 30s. <laughs> We're old adults. Um, and then you can also leave a comment on the video. Um, and I think even on uh, Spotify. There's a way to write in. Well, you can leave a voicemail. Oh, yes. You can leave a message for us on uh, Spotify, the podcast app, whatever. And you can leave a message and tell us uh, what you think. Also, if you go to the link on our Instagram, hit our uh, podcast link. I know for sure there's a spot where you can leave us a voicemail. And uh, we can play it on the episode and listen to it and respond. So plenty of ways to respond, uh, to reach out to us. And uh, let us know if you enjoy our content. And um, I'm thinking for the podcast around 40 minutes. We're, yeah. we're at 38 right now. So I think 40 minutes is good. I think so too. And then we are recording right now. So I'm not looking at the YouTube video right now. I'm not looking in the screen. Cause You're not looking at the screen. Yeah, I'm just we're just doing a podcast and we thought, well, if you guys might want to just, you know, make it some content, make it a video and you can listen to it. So um yeah, so sorry for not looking at the screen. <laughs> I'm sure I've had someone comment that before. How come you don't always look at the screen? That's when I see them. Oh. Like, well, I well, guess that's something that you can work on. Yeah, well what am I supposed to do? Break my neck, risk my life <laughs> so you can see my eyeballs? <laughs> kind of strange. I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, this is just uh, we're just getting on into this, getting started, and there's some other videos I'd like to do. Um, also, let us know something here. I just had an idea. What's your idea? Because a lot of people, podcast and and you know big names even, they don't they interview celebrities, right? You got to be famous to interview celebrities. I could care less, really. Honestly, we're not like celebrity people. You know what I mean? Like there's some good ones, but. I just like normal people. So we're thinking of just interviewing normal people, everyday people. Mainly probably since it's anywhere south, maybe like in the south, but really like, uh, you know, when we travel other places. Or, or if you guys are listeners, right, and you want to tell us about your, uh, do a little interview, tell us about your career, or maybe um, maybe you're successful and, and you came from nothing and now you're a multimillionaire and for some reason you're listening to us. 
Yeah, I mean, what's your story? Where you been through? We all got stories, and we all got uh, good stories. Stories of happy endings. We want to hear some of those. Or just what you do in your life. If you're a trash truck driver, I want to hear about it. I want to hear what you deal with or the, the fun part of your job. I want to hear things like that. So I would love to do that. I would love to maybe just do like 10, 15-minute little interviews, and we make it into a video and post it on YouTube. We can even do it on our podcast, have it on Instagram, and get it to each other as well. So I think that's something to do down the road. Um, we're just kind of preparing getting ideas for the future and for future content and things that we like to do. So it would be kind of cool just to travel around and uh, interview people. And and we don't care if you're a waitress, you're a truck driver, a cop, uh, you know, whatever. Um, Let us know. I'd even interview a stripper for some reason. (laughs) I'm sure they got some good stories. And they got a plan in the future. I want to hear where they're going. Yeah. Where they, you know, want to do to better themselves or be in or if they're just happy where they're at with their life. So let us know if that's a good uh, idea if you guys are interested in that. It's definitely something I want to do, but I wanted to kind of give some of y'all that's been following us for a little while uh, some your taste. So you ready to roll out of this? I'm ready to roll out. Ready to make like a banana and split. Make oh, like yeah. a, a leaf. No wait. Make like a tree and leaf. <laughs> there you go. Or like a baby and head, head out, out this, this mother, mother. <laughs> <laughs> little pg-13 over there they apologize uh, about as crazy as we get pg-13 <laughs> kelsey curses a lot but i have a i do not curse Start what she does you don't know what she does she goes over down the herald down the road <laughs> she gives them ten dollars she gives her a half a gallon of moonshine she starts <laughs> drinking that moonshine she gets on that white lightning <laughs> Curses like a sinner. Uh, then I get things thrown at me. What's the song? White Lightning. Oh, yeah, old Jim Tom. Yeah. From uh, Moonshiners. Yeah. yeah. He has a nice little song called White Lightning. Yeah. It's actually a real song. I guess yeah. it's a little bit later. Yeah, Google uh, White Lightning, uh, Jim Tom, Moonshiners. Or not Google it, uh, YouTube it. I'm sure it'll pop up. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. Also, I want to shout out Gracie, our yes. friend, good friend. In, uh, uh, she's from Georgia, North Georgia. She's about four hours from us. And uh, she's a great, great, probably one of the best photographers. Oh, yes. Beautiful. I've ever, I've ever seen. And she can do such magical things with that camera. So go to, um, oh, her name's Gracie Woodruff. You, are you, do you know her channel at all? And I'll put it up in the video. But I want y'all to go uh, check her out. If you like uh, outdoor nature photography, uh, you like to learn something, I learn something from Gracie every day. Uh, I really do every time I watch her videos. And we just did a little collab video with her about lightning bugs and fireflies. So, what is it? What are you doing? Turn it off. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you know how to turn the volume down. You know, sometimes you, you grab your phone and things just start to go and Kelsey's looking for it. I'll I'll post it um post it on our YouTube video. Oh gosh! But uh, do you have it or no? Okay. Every time I hit my phone, you start talking, so I ain't gonna touch well, it I, now. you can. My talking don't affect your fingers. Well, I can't get the volume to turn down. I don't know what it's doing. Do you know how to turn the volume down? <laughs> yes, I know how to well, turn, turn it vol- down. It has a 
never mind it it's home all right well let's just wrap this up sorry gracie kelsey does she's not putting out your stuff the next podcast i guess we'll have the uh the the channel name and uh we'll post in our podcast but i will put it for you gracie for you it has nothing to do with Kelsey. It's me. <laughs> she didn't shout you out. Guess who's shouting you out? Yeah, you are. <laughs> so I'll uh, go check out Gracie. Uh, I'll tag her. I'll put her info down in the description. Uh, thank you for watching us on YouTube if you're in the YouTube world right now. And uh, thank you for listening to us on our podcast. Until the next one, I'm Josh. I'm Kelsey. And we are out. everybody i'm josh i'm kelsey and you're listening to anywhere sound and if you're watching us on youtube it's watching us on youtube and uh excited this is episode two we did one put two videos up so if you guys want to go to our youtube channel to watch us do this podcast you want to watch us do clap clap and tap clap and tap yeah so you can do that there uh, yeah, we got two videos we just put up, and uh, our podcast is on Spotify. Just go over to Spotify and type in Anywhere South, look for the logo. Um, and also, if you're on Spotify and you're like, hey, I want to check out their YouTube. Actually, you tell them where, what, what can they look up? You know I'm not the technical one. You go ahead. I just want you to tell them. <laughs> just go to Anywhere South. Yeah. They did a really good job. We also got a little theme, little soundtrack to go with our videos. Um, and I think, actually, the intro, I got to work on. There are some things I got to figure out with editing the podcast and things like that. Uh, so, working on some stuff right now. I just need to take it down and redo it. Uh, but the, the music you hear in the, the little bit of the intro on the podcast is from the podcast itself. Um I would say for amateurs, we're probably doing a pretty decent job. Yeah, we are, but we're sure earning it. I'm just studying things, and I'm setting things up. If I had more hair, I'd probably rip it out. (laughs) It's stressing me. Um, It is testing my patience, but it's coming along. I think once we get in the groove, we'll get everything going, and we'll be able to do it. Yeah. And uh, I keep looking up beside this light right here. I'm looking at the camera to make sure I don't have a glare. And also, I'm trying to pay attention. I forget I'm on camera. So if I forget to nudge up there, it's because I'm actually doing a podcast and looking at Kelsey and looking at my screen and all that. So, um, yeah, I do apologize for not really making a video for you. You, but also you're watching me, and I'll acknowledge you. Hey, I haven't forgot about y'all up there. People, I haven't forgot about you. Hey, Kelsey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. On episode two, if you didn't hear the first episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because I explained to this woman in here that she thinks she's in love with us. I love her. And uh, I explained that uh, we've been together long enough. I haven't been mean to you a day in my life. Yeah, to you in your life. (laughs) Now, my life? Yeah, about every five minutes. Every five minutes. I'm sweet as pie. All right. Oh, what's that sweet little? Um, what's going on? What are we 
here to talk about today. Well, it's a lot of things. We made a video. Mm-hmm. And it was posted. Okay? Most people have seen it. Great yeah. video. Um, got a lot of good feedback from it. But I have questions. Mike, I'll take you through this. There's like three three people that. What's that um, question? Well, they asked me, they said, Luke on the outside, what was it like on the inside? And I thought, you know what, I'll make it as a podcast. I'll, I'll make that as a podcast and explain what it looks like on the inside. And um, we could record on the inside. There's no phones, no cameras, no pictures, nothing. So, uh, yeah, we could only do the outside. So that's why in the video I explained it, but you can only see the outside of the uh, of the <laughs> uh, but it was beautiful. So we're going to jump into that. And um, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Picture it. Picture it right now. The, the show, I was saying it. Well, I'm saying to the people, picture it. Oh, you're talking to the people. I'm talking to the people. I don't want some weirdo. Oh, my mom. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, They'll just be the people. Yeah. But the tour starts in the courtyard, and then you enter in through the back entrance where the servants originally would have been going in and out of the house. Um, But when you go inside, um, there's actually not very um, much furniture in it because the um, it's changed ownership. Uh, What did you say? Within the last year or two years? Yeah. now a new foundation owns it. Previously, the um, city had owned it, and um, it was set up differently, but since a new trust has taken it over, um, they are doing renovations on the inside of the home, um, and they're working on obtaining period pieces, and then also uh, trying to track down some pieces from the family or uh, portraits. So, over time, that'll be added back into the house, but right now, since they're working on so many rooms, it is empty, but still very beautiful. Um, we had learned that um, the family had stayed in the, uh, the home had stayed in the family until the 1920s, um, so the only time that the home was actually physically changed was in the 20s. There was a Florida room added, well, we call it a Florida room. In Middle Tennessee, they might call it a sunroom. They did? Okay. Um, so they added... Well, they added the Florida room, and then they changed the grand staircase, and then they added plumbing and electric. Um, but other than those changes, the house is pretty much in its original well, state. Flooring. You mentioned flooring. And everything else is all the same. Mm-hmm. Moisture. So they do, in part of the house, they have... Uh, Newer, not new, it's probably 100 years old. But yeah, still 100 years old. It was old flooring, and then they obviously had changed the carpet and stuff. But what they did was they went back and put in close to the original look that you saw when you get it, like the carpet in there. Mm-hmm. It's that like grand, like Civil War era, red, white, and blue carpet, like fancy looking carpet. Puts a little bounce in your step when you walk on it because it's so thick. And I'm like, I told Kels, I said, I'd love to have that. (laughs) This carpet right here would be awesome just to to look at and everything now. To have it in a living room. Because I don't know, for me, I have this vision in my head. Um, Our next.
next house we get, we can just like sit down here and we have like fancy wallpaper, glorious carpet. Make mm-hmm. it look like it's from that era. I don't yeah. know. It's just I pictured that in my head all these years. Probably never happened. I don't like it. <laughs> well, the main entrance to the home, um, which is where guests would come through, when you open that door, um, you can see the grand staircase, and then on your left is the parlor, and then also on your right is a parlor. They call them a parlor, but it is a parlor. <laughs> um, but the one on the left, that was more so for family. Um, there was a really beautiful, um, I would call it a couch, but I think there's a fancier name for it, like a chase maybe. Maybe not a chase. Okay, I see you giving me a funny look. A chase is like a long um, uh, lounge chair that's like shaped like a couch, but they call it a a chase. No, Kelsey, I'll tell you this. Kelsey is much more proper than that, (laughs) much more fancier. Her parents had her very well educated in school. (laughs) Not me. Yeah, she was in good, you know, probably corrupted her over the years because now she says I did it. <laughs> in the refrigerator. I was just corrupt. We always called it an icebox. She makes fun of me and now guess what she says? I did it. <laughs> well, um, in the family parlor there is um, an original fireplace which has beautiful woodwork um, and stone all around it and from there you could walk into the formal dining room. Um, and behind the dining room, we didn't get to see it, but there are still the original doors that go um, to what would be the butler's pantry and then um, leads out to the outdoor kitchen. Um, and in the dining room, they still had the original molding, which was very intricate woodwork, which I found really beautiful. And they had some um, like furnishing furniture pieces that would have been in the dining room at that time, but again, it was an original I think what, what some people, when you see that place, you expect like a like a really fancy staircase or whatever. Yeah. Or a, you know, chandelier, real fancy. Um, this would have been back in the mid-1900s. Yeah. Older. I mean, it wasn't nothing super big. Well, I like would say it was fancy because of the, if you really looked at the, um, like the crown moldings, and you looked at like the fireplaces um, where they had pulled up some of the carpet and you got to see some of the original um, floor, you could really see the master craft. And I know we're talking about the inside of the house right now, but um, if you go back and watch the video when we're in the courtyard, um, it's beautiful because the enslaved people actually were uh, masonaries and had made bricks. And um, in the 1920s, when the family had sold the home, um, the person that bought it, he did um, close in a couple of the porches. So you can see the original brickwork from the late, what was that, 1850s or so, compared to the brickwork of the 1920s, which is still a beautiful craft. But what the enslaved people did was much more beautiful and artistic. Um, so even just seeing the original like structure and pieces of the home, like the foundation of it, was just incredible. Even though it wasn't, you know, furnished top to bottom. Yeah, they had a, a, a huge basement. We didn't. We heard about that. We didn't visit it. They no, said it the, was too old and run down. 
Well, not run down. He said it was too old and too uh, spooky to go down there. He didn't want nothing to do with it. Well, had they decided to do it? Well, they hadn't yeah. renovated it, but he said you can go down there. It is a dirt floor, and there is a cellar tour that you can do where you can go down there uh, and oh, look. Oh, they have a tour? Yeah, they have a tour down so there. So he you just can... never... No, down. he doesn't want to go down there because he gets so spooky. That would just make me want to go down there. <laughs> And you might hear there is a real big thunderstorm going on outside right now, so you all might hear that on your radio. Yeah, not as good as the thunderstorm. I don't like that. <laughs> it started as soon as I hit the go button. It started. It started storming out there. The sky opened up. You hear it thumping on the fireplace. Yes, fireplace. <laughs> well, back to the inside of the home. If you go over to the formal parlor, it's the same size as the family one, um, but then it walks into another room in the back, um, which would have been, um, they said during the day, would have been used as like the study or like where the women would have maybe done some of their sewing or different things, but at nighttime, that's where the men would go uh, after dinner to do their cigars and drink whiskey. Um, every night. Every night. Kind of like, kind of like tea time in, in uh, the UK. <laughs> and then with the 1920s renovation where they added the quarter room, that's exactly the same thing. Um, and then we got to walk up this beautiful staircase, even though it was added in the 1920s. I kind of feel the same way as Josh that the original one probably had some sort of spiral to it because it would have been fitting for that time period and for how grand the house was. Um, but the staircase that's in there now, it's pretty wide, pretty magnificent, and it splits where you can go up on either side, which is kind of cool. I think I went left and you went right, going yeah. up, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we left, chip right, our own way. <laughs> around. Uh, I wish there would have been more furniture in this area. Yeah. I would definitely like to go back in a few years after the trust has acquired more um, furnishings from that time period and more things from the family, it'll be neat to go back and see. Um, there has been some recent uh, damage from storms. There's been some flooding, so I know they're working on doing some repairs too. So they'll just, right now it's probably not a good time to fill it up with furnishings. So it'll be neat in the future to go back and see it all put together. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, 
Sunday night. I definitely want to go back to the pulpit. You know what? I just love this national account. It just messaged me uh, on Instagram that said that he lives near Spring Hill. Because mm-hmm. uh, actually, yeah, if you guys, Spring, Spring Hill is just outside Franklin. Kind of in bet- going towards Columbia. Yeah, going towards Columbia. So you're actually right behind Columbia if you guys are headed towards Columbia and Franklin. Yeah. Beautiful drive, just kind of rural area, but uh, nothing on highways or anything. But a lady said she lives in Spring Hill, and she's never picked that up before. Oh, she so needs to go. That, the reason why I say that is when she said that, I thought, I would love to go to Columbia. Yeah. Because there's a lot of neat places that you're not going to hear about. You're not going to hear about the Malt Plantation House or the history, even though they're, you go there, and there's, they have a cemetery for the displaced people. There's a lot of things that represent respect at that time. Yes. Um, they even kept where some of them lived after slavery, and, and it's just there. They lived in slavery. Mm-hmm. So, and we've seen that all every place we've been to. That's, mm-hmm. that's the same thing. They keep it this way. Uh, you go to near to Lexington and outside of Louisville, you'll see these plantations. It's all the same. They all pay respect. It doesn't, doesn't make it better of what happened then, but can't control that, so it's neat that they paid the respect that you go there, and it doesn't seem like it's, it seems very respectful. Yes. It doesn't seem like it's just a place that just the time that everything came to an end. So they paid respect. Every plantation we've been to had a, a place for the slaves. We've been to one where there was even the right to slave cemetery. Family cemetery is right next to it. I know some people, well, I'm not going to go there because that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, give it a try. Give it a try. Go to them. We even went to one in South Carolina, which we'll talk about in another video, but since we're talking about it, I just want to say that because you go there and you learn about, like, where the slaves came from mm-hmm. and the Gala culture and, and some Gala people and stuff. We'll get into that later. But you go there and there's actually a lady family with some of the enslaved people. She's a descendant. She's a descendant, so she's like her great, 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 you know, grandmother, and uh, she, I think they hired her to work there, and she shows the tools they use, the languages they use, you know, because when they came from Africa, they had to learn the languages, Mm -hmm. the villages that they were with ended up, so you go there, and you can kind of learn and see, and I just think it's neat to pay respect, but also you learn. Yes. It's, cult, it's culture, it's, it's history, it's everything. So it's neat to, to, to go to places like that. Yes. Well, back to the insight. Sorry, we just get off one thing and then end up back to Franklin. She's good at that, bringing me back around. Circling you back. Back as her up, boys. Back her up. <laughs> so when you go to the top of the staircase, um, it is an open space. Um, when they would have had parties during that time, um, the furniture would have been moved out, and they would have actually used that area as a ballroom, Um, and then when it wasn't being used for parties, it would have just had um, kind of furniture, would have been like a transitional space for the family, and then of course there are uh, bedrooms up there, and is my memory right that there were four total? Um, Yeah. Because they were, the house was very symmetrical. Um, so what was on one side was on the other, 
Um, and they did have two Juliet porches that you could go out to um, that were still structurally sound. Um, and one of the porches that we stepped onto, okay, so you know I'm bad with my north, south, east, and west. So I know we were facing the battlefield, but what direction would that have been? Because it was looking toward Franklin. So would that have been east or west? We'll go with northeast. But one of the, so one of the Juliet porches we got to go out on, um, it overlooked um, the battlefield, which if you go back and watch the video, we'll go into more detail about that. But it was just very, um, very surreal to think that this family stood in the spot that I'm standing and they saw the Confederate soldiers outside in front of them on the battlefield. And then to their left, they saw the Union soldiers going past, and it's just, it's just wild to think about that, like, I stood in the same spot that these people stood and watched all of this go on. It was, it was very, it very surreal. It's wild <laughs> to think, like, to wonder what they saw right in the same spot. Like, we went out on that, we went out on, like, that balcony mm -hmm. area in Seattle. They, you could see for miles. Yeah, they said that. What we would be looking at, there would have been hundreds and hundreds of soldiers. Mm-hmm. Look like, and then the Union coming over the hill, and you could look out and you could see just hundreds on this side, hundreds on this side. Yeah. And you knew there was about to be a battle, and you're like, "Don't." Yes. And you don't know. There's nothing you can do. No. Are they going to kill you? Yeah. Like, are they going to take over your your home and do who knows what to who knows? Mm -mm. Something interesting we did um, talk about on the tour um, is is that for some reason in Tennessee, a lot of the antebellum homes were not destroyed by the Union. Um, when you go into Georgia, Alabama, um, South Carolina, um, a lot of the times when the Union came through, they set fire um, or because of battlefield damage, the houses were completely destroyed. But in Tennessee, they, on both sides, Confederate and Union, they give a lot of respect to the antebellum homes. Yeah. And a lot of them are still very much intact and still have a lot of the original, um, you know, features that it had when it was first built, which I just find fascinating. It's like, what is it about Tennessee that made these people pause and say, you know what, we're not going to destroy this. We've already destroyed the other. You know, it just makes you wonder. Yeah, I mean, because it... South of them was destroyed. They destroyed most of Kentucky. Was mm -hmm. just destroyed. I mean, they and then Alabama and Georgia the same way. It was something with Tennessee. That area, it's like they didn't want to touch. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it made you wonder because everything around that estate, I mean, shot up or caught fire or or. Well, do you mean in the surrounding states? Yeah, I mean everything yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. They had a lot of destruction, but that that area. Especially that Springfield area. Yeah. Because I mean, you go to Franklin, they had a big battle there. That was bloody. That yeah. Some of it got burned down because of the buildings. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee is beautiful, so it just makes you wonder that they just not want to destroy the people of Tennessee. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, 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 
Oh, North Georgia. We go Georgia. to Eastern Kentucky yeah. in the Appalachia. I don't know. There's a lot. Blue. It's beautiful state. So I don't know if it was that. I think it was also. Yeah. Who knows what it was? I know. Maybe the good Lord was right. <laughs> Did something. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. And I just love that story with the pilot. You know, he's Confederates over here camping at night. Mm-hmm. That what did they say? Thousands, hundreds. There was over two thousand. Over two thousand. I think he said three thousand. Three thousand. Confederate troops in that pretty much it was people's pastures that owned it as house. Yeah, because it was um, the estate was had um, over a th- like close to a thousand acres of farmland, and it was a working farm. So they were the way that the home was situated. They were basically in one of the fields that yeah. was close to the house. Right, looking right outside the front front door. Well, the with the, the door that entrance. the family used. Because they had a formal entrance and then a family entrance. Right. So you look out there and you just think there'd be a battle. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you got soldiers here, so then there's a little dirt road and then those Union troops snuck by and then you open your eyes. Somebody was going to get the first shot. Yeah. I bet he got it. Well, remember, uh, they talked a little bit about just the breakdown in communication um, that had happened because in order to communicate, it's not like today where you they had to ride horseback, and so sometimes while they were riding horseback to communicate, things were lost in translation or things changed, you know, mid-communication, so sometimes things weren't weren't always communicated best. Yeah, 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 no, that's crazy. Yeah. Lots Is there now. A lot has changed now. Is there anything I missed on the inside of the house? I think that about, oh, there is something. So in the video, we did talk about how um, the son was the one who built the plantation home. And they have um, structure that's kind of in the back off to the side. Um, And that's originally where they lived while the big house was being built. And then once the big house was built, then they converted that um, into a smokehouse and the kitchen. And then the top story was where the um, house workers lived. And we didn't get to walk through there, but we did get to look through a door that kind of went into that area. And um, previously, when Ripperville was owned by um, the city of Spring Hill, that was used for different um, event stakes. So right now, they're working on kind of converting that back to the original time period. So we didn't get to walk through there, but maybe in the future we can. They got some large buildings in there, too. There's a lot of buildings. Mm-hmm. They're helping them with that whole structure. Not even restore it, just they're making refurbishments and lots of things to bring it back. Yeah. But I, it goes to, because of donors and people that love this kind of stuff like us, you know, we're able to keep the stuff we need. We're able to keep the history that we love. Yes. And that's what we try to do with this podcast. Certain, you know, the history that we love, that we live and raise. I mean, so you go down the street, there's a big battlefield down mm-hmm. there. Civil War battlefield. So we just like that. Yeah. Um, something fun we did learn about, which I don't think we said in the video, is is that um, Nathaniel, who they called Nat, um, his brother built 
the same house but on a smaller structure and it's just a couple miles down the road as you're heading back into Franklin. It's a private residence so you can't go and tour it but you can kind of see it from the road but it looks exactly like Ripa Villa but it's half the size. It's like a little mini mall which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah, it's like the, you ever see those people that have the same big house and then they got a dog house and it looks just like it. Yes. It's probably like that. <laughs> Somebody actually lives in that house. But yeah. Everything was built the same to look the same as the big house. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool that someone lives in the house in that time period. Yes. It'd be cool to live in an old house. Oh, it would be. I think it'd be fun. What if we bought a house, you know, and had the little acreage to it? Mm-hmm. And then you figure out, oh, this is a, a battle that took place right down the front door. On the back 40, there was a big battle going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then this house was... The house we're in was a uh, hospital or, uh, you know, something. A lot of soldiers stayed and died here. So you buy your house and then figure that out. What would you do? Would you be, like, creeped out to see what people decided? I think, personally, I would be excited. And then I would probably want to find a way to be able to preserve some of that history and share it. So whether that's, like, opening my home one day a year or, like, writing up a story. Like, I just want to find a way to, like, share that because I wouldn't want that history to be lost. Hey, you know that's something that's going on. <laughs> so, so yeah, you preserve it and show respect to someone who lost their lives there. Maybe they ain't going to miss it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that'd be neat. I'd be outside every day throwing metal detectors. Oh, you would be trying to dig up everything you everything. could find. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, Kelsey knows, if I get excited about something, I'm, there's no middle for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm all in. So, <laughs> uh, it probably drove her crazy for a few years. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be something I'd do. Yeah. Where are we going to next? Or, uh, um, that we're going to make a video at? It'll be a surprise. Y'all have to stay tuned and see where we pop up at. Yeah. And what? We uh, want to, uh, we talked about this before, but if you guys have any, um, if you're in the, this region, anywhere, you know, anywhere in the south, really, we, we, we've traveled to some of them. I wish we'd have been doing this, more videos, five years ago. Yeah. Because we've been a lot of places, but, you know, we love it, so we're going to, we'll be back. But we're going to go to new places this year. You guys, you know, we, we've been recording YouTube for the past year. I don't know. Time flies when you're having fun, so I've lost track of time. I think 2021, Christmas 2021, remember? We started filming a video, and we were in the smoker. Mm. Remember it was snowing? We were snowed in. Oh, yes. That was a beautiful Christmas. Yeah, so we started filming there. So, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so, you know, if you guys seen us, uh, you've probably seen us in the same kind of places. Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, and Georgia is pretty much where you see us. And it's kind of the main ones we go. Charleston, you know, South Carolina. But uh, we're going to try to, this summer and, and fall, I should say, try to film some places we, we haven't been to or we haven't been. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned. So stay tuned for that. But what I was getting to is I, I would love for you all to send some suggestions. Uh, send some places you want us to check out. Maybe it's Gresham. Maybe it's uh, an estate like, like Ripa Villa was. Uh, maybe it's a, you know, fancy, neat beach. 
Driftwood Beach in Georgia. Uh, that was a neat place. That, we'll, we'll make a video about that. That, that whole thing. Well, there's a big story with that one. We'll, we'll get into that one later. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. So, um, yeah, but if you guys have any neat places, some neat places, or just a place you love to hang out, let us know. If you're, like, worried, like, oh, they're going to think it's boring if we come in here. <laughs> we, we will spend all day just hanging out at a park. If you say it's boring, we'll walk that whole thing, and then we'll, we'll find something to do. So so just tell us some stuff, Edith, if y'all got any places or ideas or uh, things you want us to check out. And also, I mentioned this last time, but I would love to maybe uh, do some interviews in the future, interviews with regular, average Joe, people that don't get recognition. If you're a construction worker, if you're a trash guy, if you're a waitress, if you're a doctor, I, we don't care. But we think it'd be neat to maybe do a little interview. Uh, you know, it's anywhere south, so we prefer if you live here in the south, but we'll interview you. I just love people. I love stories. And uh, we, we want to have some uh, something unique that we'd like to bring to it, to the podcast and get that out there. People that interview celebrities every day. What about the real ones? No, I think that about wraps it up. She stares at me while I record this, and then I start thinking about it. Look, stuff that I'm in trouble with. Yeah. Or is it? Or is it the book? It's just the book. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. It's like them size I was telling y'all about last time. <laughs> Anyways, go check out our last videos. Uh, go check out our podcast at uh, Anywhere South. And check us out on Instagram, Anywhere South. You can send us a direct message on Instagram at Anywhere South. Um, I think you can leave us a voicemail on here. Uh, so that's pretty quick. And uh, send us an email, Anywhere South 2 And uh, we'll try to respond the best we can. Leave us a comment as well. Like, subscribe. Share this to your mom, your dog, your friends. Anyways, I think that's all for today. I think that's all for today. All right, y'all. Until the next one, I'm Josh. That's Kelsey. You're listening to Anywhere South. What's going on, everybody? I'm Josh. I'm Kelsey. You're listening to Anywhere South. You're also watching us on Anywhere South. watches do the podcast uh really it's a way we can connect with you guys more uh, if you don't have spotify you can listen to the podcast still for free um and uh yeah i think i think it's good i think it's a way to connect with people i do forget i'm recording but it's still a podcast so 
here's what I'm doing. I'm doing the podcast and focus on the beautiful, lovely co-host, my wife, Miss Chloe here. I've known her for about four years. She's been following me around. She stole something <laughs> from me. Because I love her. I love her, too. Uh, but what was I saying? What was I going on? I don't know where you were going. You were just oh. going. Oh, but I'm here with her, so I'm talking to her, so I'm videoing. Might be a little apologize for that, but it's just a way you guys can connect with us, watch the podcast, listen to us for free, send us a comment, uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram, and uh, yeah, we got Spotify, follow us, if you like the content, if you like the videos, if not, we do apologize, I do appreciate the views, and uh, yeah, but um, yeah, so, how you doing? I'm doing great, how feeling are you good? doing? I'm feeling good. You look good? Thank you. A little you. humidity out, it's Got a little bit of a tennis armor look going. A little going. cleanup going on, a little puff. Um, if you're wondering why I got this pop filter on, it was bad enough to try it out for a while. Because it has airflow going on from the south. It's almost summertime. It's too hot. And I ain't trying to all paint too much. So this is supposed to help with the uh, air issue. And I think it works, actually. video there? Yes. Did you know that's our most watched video in the last two weeks? That's pretty incredible because not many people know about St. No, Mary's. That's a, I mean, that's that's why we do this podcast and these videos because we love going to places that, that we love, that supports us, that's beautiful, that you might not think about. So, you know, let's take a family trip. Hey, drive to Kelsey. Hey, it's down there in South Georgia in St. Mary's. Man, it's just a neat video. Check that out. They like it. Things like that, I think, would be good. That's why we do this specifically, to be able to help people think of people. And, um, yeah. So we were there. We made the video. It wasn't even a long video. No, just a little one. Just a little video. I believe it was short, wasn't it? Well, to us, probably short. Yeah, but. we try to make it short. But, uh, <laughs> the ones watching it, that's what they think. Um, but, yeah, we went down and made a video, and, man, that thing has, like, 30. Over three thousand, almost four thousand views, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's our most watched video. So uh, go check it out, St. Mary's. And actually, today we're talking about St. Mary's because you know we love St. Mary's. We lived there for a while. Um, it's right on the Florida Georgia line. Yeah. Just north of Jacksonville. What do you say? About thirty miles, thirty-five miles, maybe. Give or take. Yeah. Uh, it's north of Fernandina. It's north of Fernandina. sit um, on the river in downtown St. Mary's and you can actually see Is it uh, on the coastline? Huh? On the coastline? Or yeah. Is that the Panhandle? No, that's the river. But if you kind of look and bend a little bit, you can see the intercoastal and you can see the river. Yeah. So it's real close. Well, the time Ha, ha, ha. 
guys, if my hair would have caught on fire, he wouldn't be sitting there. That's true. Folks, you need something else with her hair. It's like, it's like a stone. She protects it. And I'm not allowed, I'm only allowed to touch it on certain days. Um, because I always like to touch it with my scissors sometimes. He don't like to touch it. He likes to rub his hands through it, which makes it really frizzy. I like to do this with the curls. <laughs> Reminds me of Arby's French fries. <laughs> what, one of the curly fries? Yes. Yes. I love that. That's so good. Maybe it's because my hair, when I had more hair, it was curly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, we're going to St. Mary's today. We're here to talk about our favorite spots in St. Mary's and things you guys should definitely check out. Like Cumberland Island, if you get a chance to see it. Don't do that in case that's your kind of thing. Sorry, I just talked into my microphone. It might bug some of y'all. But I gave <laughs> two of them. And I don't know sign language, but if I did, I could talk to you. Well, St. Mary's is the oldest city in Georgia, and it's a little controversial. Some rumors are it's the second oldest city in America. Others say maybe third, but it is controversial because a lot of people have strong opinions about it. Yeah, so you have St. Augustine, number one. We've always learned that. Kelsey, that's where you grew up. Yeah, because it was founded in 1565. So you got St. Augustine. That's in North Georgia, right by Jacksonville. And down on the Panhandle, a few hours west, what's kind of northwest, you got uh, Panama City. Panama City. Some people say that that's it. Now, there's that controversy, but especially with the locals that come there, they're like, we're old. We're old. Get on that. It's all old. (laughs) 470-something years old city that's old yeah first and second that's a long time yeah so you got those two kind of battles and we're not we always were told st augustine was the oldest we actually were there for a 450th year and we saw some interesting things that's true and then uh they say that about uh panama city is the most old so one of them is one and two we'll just tie them one there and i guess you can put st mary's along with that too you got st mary you have savannah savannah's one of the oldest always coastal. I think it's because in order to get um, good, um, to get your food, everything that you needed, you had to be on the coast. Um, so that's where a lot of the original um, cities were founded. In St. Mary's, actually, um, they were, uh, after the Revolutionary War, there were brothers who were banished. And so they went down to that area. And it was originally Indian territory. The Indians had left that area at that point, and they kind of took it over and founded um, St. Mary's. And they don't really know exactly where the name came from. There's a lot of different thoughts on that, but I'm not going to go into that. Something with Captain Columbus. Oh, there's all sorts of theories. There's a lot of theories, but all we can say is it's old and it's beautiful. Yes. And we have some of our favorite spots in that area. Uh, Yeah. Um, You drive into... Uh, I think that's one of our favorite things about St. Mary's. 
Um, do you want to tell them about Cumberland Island? Tell them about, well, first I want to tell them that they've got a museum, a neat museum in yes. downtown about the disappearance, about, about across the water. They have two really neat museums, but the one you're talking about is right on the water. And that's where you can book tours to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also shops. We've got a, a nice restaurant. So our favorite restaurant was the Wednesday night restaurant. Yes. The little bistro. The little bistro. This real nice general store, and it has Bluebell ice cream in it. We love Bluebell. Love Bluebell. Um, but they also make little picnic lunches. So if you do go over to Cumberland, you can get a picnic lunch there with you. And then they have different, you know, things that you can buy and take home. Do we have Publix? Um, no, we well maybe we love Publix, so we packed our own. Yeah, we made our own Publix, uh, Publix uh, picnic. But um, right behind this store was the bistro, and it was getting renovated last time we were there, so we didn't get to go there. But it has a nice little courtyard, um, which is great to sit in um, at nighttime because the sun's not beating down. It's got a little patio type. Yeah. Um, and, of course, since it's right on the water, great seafood down there, fresh awesome. caught every day. Um, so a lot of really good fresh seafood down yeah, there. Yeah, the struggle with food there, though, like we went, there's a, there's not a whole lot of restaurants, so no. everyone that's there to like check out St. Mary's and Victory and go to Cumberland, there's like two restaurants. You know, mm, maybe four. Well, uh, well, well, there's more restaurants for dinner than there are for lunch. If you're going for lunch, there's like two, maybe three options. If you're going for dinner, there's like four, maybe five. Now you Probably can go closer to four. Right, and you can go in. Get back on the you know into the city into the si- actual Mary's. city you got and there's King's more Slim, options you got St Mary's yeah they kind of run together you know in a sense mm-hmm. and they got more and that's where the base is too so. yeah and they have more restaurants you know the Walmarts and stuff the Walgreens yeah but for the waterfront experience I would say just don't be in a hurry I mean St Mary's really does cause you to slow down take it easy. So if you're going down there to get seafood, just take your time. Don't be in a rush. Don't be a city person. Just slow it down and slow down and enjoy, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. That's the problem. You go to places like that, and it's just people. They don't even like. Why don't you spend waste your time running into a, a place the whole time they're on their dang cell phones and they're just texting and they're talking or they're playing games like the the river. We got an island called Cumberland Island that you can see from. There's wild horses in there. There's old historic stone houses. It's neat. It really is neat. It looks like a museum. Anyways, I'll rant about that later. But the museum Josh was talking about is the Cumberland Museum. It has history about St. Mary's and Cumberland Island. And it's free to walk through. um, And to get to Cumberland, you have to go by ferry. Um, It is considered to be state parks. So all the funds do go towards them. Um, so while you're waiting, you can check out the museum. Um, but right across from there, there is the, um, what would you call it, Naval? Yeah. Like, like it, it has like a marine science museum. Yeah, and marine then it, science. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yes. And then um, it also gives you some more information about St. Mary's because it does have a lot of natural history. So two great museums to check out down there. But one of the things we do enjoy is Cumberland Island. Once you get on the ferry, it's about 
15, 20 minute boat ride? Reminds me of the Alcatraz. Yeah. But we got on the boat and we go over there and um, they let you off. They say, hey, we're picking up at this time and this time. And so if you want to come come back, um, you get over there. And I don't want to lie because I don't know how many acres it is. It is huge. So you can bring bicycles over. Um, So a lot of people will bring their. their, um, Hmm? Oh, yeah, or you can rent a bike. But a lot of people will bike the island. That way they can see more. But you can just go and walk. Um, and once you're there, it's kind of a go at your own sort of pace. So you can walk toward the water, try to see the wild horses. Um, at one point, the Rockefellers had a private home on the property. It is now in ruins. But for some reason, the horses love the ruins. So a lot of the times you can find the horses grazing down by where the ruins are. And you can actually see um, a pretty good layout of what the house would have been. And they have full-time pictures on plaques so that way you can get a better version. Um, so there's a description of what it looks like. Yes. So on the part that um, that you see or go over to, um, you can walk to where the Rockefeller house was. And then um, they recommend using a bike to go to the other side of the island. You can walk, but it is... You know, it is restricted distance. Um, But they do have other historic homes, and there's actually a bed and breakfast. Um, The home was originally owned by the Kennedys, and um, they used to take a boat from the Marietta Island, which is on the Florida side, um, and now they turn that home into a bed and breakfast. And it's quite expensive to stay at, but it's all, like, chef-prepared meals, and it's very, um, very remote, very tranquil, so it's a great place to go on that Yeah, they do have campsites there. But it's not like the bachelor pad or nothing. It's like just a place. It's like, hey, you can camp out here. There you go. There's a spot. I think that they do have one shower house, but it's not anything fancy, and it's pretty primitive. You're not getting a lot of stuff. No. It would be cool to rent out one of those. I would think about renting one of those boats out there for the hotel thing. The bed and breakfast? The bed and breakfast. Yeah, that would be neat. But it's just fun to go and explore um, the island because then they have um, the beachfront. And so depending on what time of year you go, you might see turtles or different species of fish, different species of birds. Um, We definitely recommend, though, going during the winter months. And winter months in South Georgia are still like 60, 70 degrees because if you go during the summer, you're just fixing an inferno. You're you're looking to get crispy. Bring so, a jacket though, because if they're real late at night, it's definitely freezing. freezing. Yeah, it'll get chilly um, coming back later in the day. But it's it's absolutely beautiful. The best part to me is the wild horses. Seeing yeah. them run, seeing them graze. It's just it's incredible. And I don't seeing the old conch shells mm-hmm. and uh, old shells and, and things like that. Some of the trees and stuff like they're old old. So, what's neat is you can see where, like, the Rockefellers and stuff. So, 
there was a few estates there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who all was on there because I really don't know, but it was like Henry Ford or something like that. One of the card traders had a house on there. So it was like a, it's a secret island pretty much. I mean, uh, and it's not really secret because you can buy tickets and go there, but most Americans don't know about Cumberland no. Island. But once you go, you are so thankful you went. You can't wait to go back because yeah. the beauty, it, it's it's like untouched coastal beauty. It's just incredible. It's untouched. You don't. There's no cell phone pictures. You don't have mobile phones. You don't. Have, you have photographers, so go out there and take pictures. And you can video. In fact, I think we're gonna we talked about doing that fun there and making videos of it. We had planned it was probably what. No, it was after we did it. It's uh, at least five, six years ago. So it was way before we started doing YouTube. So I think we'll go there and we'll just maybe yeah. get some footage of it. You know, maybe I'll get Kelsey to on the back of some wild horse <laughs> ride a horse. Well, you know, I probably could because I first learned how to ride a horse by riding a wild horse because my mom got it in her head that if you can break a horse, then you'll learn everything you need to know. So this woman went out. Um, we went to an Indian reservation and somehow made a exchange and bought a horse from the wild. And that's how I learned how to ride a horse. I yeah, got fucked was... off so many times and I cried. And my mama said, dry your tears, get back on, because you got to show that horse who's boss. That's right. <laughs> I don't think we can do that now. That was prior that was uh, b- back in the day, back so in the day, things yeah. have changed. Things have changed. Uh, that was a long time ago. A you long are, time you ago. Are older than me. Oh, only by a few months. I call her a, a baby sister. <laughs> Casey is uh, taught me that she's older. I married an older woman. Not true. Anyway, three months from me. Back to St. Mary. Sorry, sorry. So Cumberland Island definitely a must do. Do it. Um, but, so you take the ferry and you take the ferry back, um, but back in downtown St. Mary's, one of our favorite things to do is, is right on the waterfront, there are several swing benches. Oh, yeah. And you can just sit there and you can just swing your little heart out. And video, you can go to the video, mm-hmm. go to the video and you can see what we're talking about. And Kelsey and I used to go there when we first got married and, uh, oh, bless my camera. See, if I didn't have my pillows by my little handwriting here, I'd be going all over the place. You would be. You'd probably be up on the ceiling because you would have flapped your way up I, there. i got to have my hand, arm here. I can't sit that damn comfortable. Thank <laughs> God for pillows and the armrests. Uh, but anyways, um, we used to go there and we were broke. We just got married. We had no money. And uh, yeah, long story short, we spent a lot of time there. Broke time. First of all, we had moved to St. Mary's, and I'm not going to get in the whole story because it's too long. We had moved there, you know, we are supposed to start work and everything. Literally, it was a couple weeks after we got married. Yeah, just a couple weeks, we, just being newlyweds. We went to Ireland. That would yeah. be a video. Or we went to Ireland for 14 days for our honeymoon, and we came come back, back and, and moved. packed up the next day, and we were gone. And then, long story short, we get there. Our job situation fell through. We're living on savings for like four months. And, uh, yeah, towards the end of savings, we started getting a little low 
we were still looking for work. Both of our jobs, ironically, fell through. So we would drive to the library every day. We had $5 in gas, and we could put it in the car, and we would eat on the street for all week. Five bucks. Make it. That was gas was cheap in that day. It wasn't like four dollars like it is now. But oh yeah. Could you imagine? No, we wouldn't have made it then. We probably got two gallons. We we made that last several weeks. We did. And uh, but yeah, so that was fun. We were broke. It was fun times, and it taught us a whole lot. Oh, it taught us so much. And we would just sit out there and just for hours, and she would read, and I would uh, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> While the kids are asleep, uh, yeah, that was a it was a good time. It was pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Then they got a nice uh, old old cemetery right across the street. Yes, across the street, and uh, and there's some beautiful galleries that are down there too that have different coastal art, and then um, some local artists that make jewelry and um, different things. Um, so there's a lot of um, beautiful craftsmanship in that little town too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah local stuff too. And it's peaceful. A lot of locals because that area is the navy. The navy there's a navy base in Houston, and then Jacksonville, just mm-hmm. right, literally, right stone throws away up the highway. So and you got Fernandina. So all these are military naval towns. You get people. You would think St. Mary's in that area would be the most popular. Get a lot of people um, from out in Houston that live up there, and they're like, you know, from other states, and they're retired from the Navy, so they get out of the Navy, and they're like, "What's Houston? Why would I leave?" Uh, it's beautiful though. You do get a mix of people, uh, but there's a lot of good stuff, and it's yeah. neat because a lot of those people, they bring, you know, like guys that they'll make knives or leather work or different things, and they'll bring them to us, and we just kind of pick up on it. And that's yeah. That's kind of cool. It is. We spent a lot of nights up there. Yes. And um, another thing they have there, which we didn't get a chance to explore too much, is um, the rail system. So they do have a railway uh, museum there. Um, and there's actually a really neat antique shop that's really close to that museum um, that has different um, booths that people rent out, and they sell different antiques. That's a lot of fun. I mean, you can spend a half a day in there just going through the different booths and stuff, but they do have um, the rail history there, and then not too far out of town, I don't know if you remember going to this, um, they have the old um, Tabby Sugar Mill. It's in ruins now, but um, we've talked about Tabby before in some of our other videos. It's really popular in um, Florida and Georgia. It's where they take the mix of like the conch shells and the straw, and it's stronger than concrete a lot of the times and lasts through the years so they built the sugar mill out of that tabby um so you can go and see that it's in ruins um of course they say it's one of the oldest sugar mills i don't know if it's true um but then they also have um a really pretty state park um is it crooked river state park the one we used to go to yeah but it's, it's right on, um, right on the river also, and it's not far from the downtown in St. Mary's. 
but it has lots of good fishing, bird Love watching, birds. trails. Um, so there's a lot, a and lot to do in Saint Christmas Mary. Christmas time of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the first place I actually saw Christmas trail. Trail? What was in the river that we were supposed to go through? It was river trout. River trout. And they all had teeth, big teeth. <laughs> and like where I'm from, we didn't have oats and all that kind of stuff. Kelsey and her dad were laughing because, you know, she grew up on Dad handed me pliers and stuff. He's like, "Hey, you know, let me take them out." Because I always just lift them. Grab my lift, pull the hook out, throw them back. Ain't doing that to them. Nope. <laughs> Everything's got teeth on it. So yes. So I learned that real quick. <laughs> now, um, some places to stay there. They do in that downtown area that we love so much. They do have um, a few really beautiful bed and breakfasts. Um, that are original, kind of from the, what would you say, late 1700s, early 1800s. Yeah. Um, and they they are just beautiful. They're decorated top to bottom from um, antiques from that time period. Um, and I would say there's probably a handful of them down there. Yeah, and also if you're on vacation, visiting Savannah or like Brunswick, I think there's one side of the island. Yeah, it's a good place to take like a quick day trip. Yep. If, if you don't want to spend the weekend there or don't want to spend too much time, if you just want to get a taste of it, it's um it's real easy to get to. Yep. Um, it's right off of 95. Yep. It's You can pretty much take the last two exits before you hit Florida, and um, it's, it's a pretty drive no matter which exit you get off of. You get off, signs will say historic downtown St. Mary. It'll you be just an follow. Era that you just follow the era. It's real easy to get to. Easy, it's nice, and uh, yeah, yeah. If you're staying in Savannah, you're like, yeah, I'm tired of you know Christmas Day. Let me try something new for me. Get in the car and hit the highway, head south on 95, and and uh, get when you're done, you get back on the highway. So mm-hmm. you'll see Brunswick is right right there. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a neat place. Uh, I'll be well, we'll get to it. I'll show, I think, we'll show a picture whenever we're doing the video of that place. Yeah, because that's more part of um, St. Simons, which yeah. is uh, closer to Brunswick, but is still a part of um, coastal Georgia. And um, when we lived in St. Mary's, um, sometimes we would actually drive to St. Simons Island, and we would just go for the day. So again, if you're just looking for, like, Quick day trips in coastal Georgia, St. Mary. You could do St. Simons and St. Mary's in the same day if you are staying in like Savannah or Brunswick. Or if you're in Jacksonville or North Florida, and you're like, hey, I want to explore. Mm-hmm. Get in, hit 95, or take the fast boat and drive all the way up to Savannah. I mean, it's not that far if you're in Jacksonville. What is it? Two out? Not even two out. Not even. Hour and a half. Yeah, there's so much to do. If you're in Jacksonville to Savannah, there's a lot to see, a lot to do. And uh, get out and explore. Check out our little guide. Yeah. Or the, what is it? Um, it's not Google Maps. I don't think so. Oh, 
He's not always the best at reading my looks. Oh, You don't have to explain oh, to the no, people. Oh, no, i got to explain myself because now I sound like a dumbass. Because I'm paying attention to all that. No, I'm you pay attention. You just so, misread me sometimes. No, see, you can't read me. For some reason, you just can't talk to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you just send an instruction to me? Because <laughs> she has a thousand reasons why she sighs. And why does she do this and that? I sigh because I'm listening. All this and that. And it's one sigh is supposed to mean everything. Her favorite one. I'm just breathing. And if I do it, she says I'm farting. She tells me that. Yeah. That's what I heard. No, I don't. <laughs> there was a funny story I was going to tell. About St. Mary? Oh, yes. Funny. Let's talk about it. This is funny. What about St. Mary's. That? I'll say this funny story and then I'll wrap it up. Okay? All right. What We're do you like got? 31 minutes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can I say it? Go ahead because we're going to be talking about Mimo and what she did. My Mimo, she, she died, she passed away, and she, well, right before we got married. Right after we got right married. Right after we, so she came to she's our still wedding. She's alive now, maybe. No, she had passed. So we had gotten married. We, um. You sure? She died after we moved back. Well, I don't know. What anyways, you want me to tell it or you want to tell it? Uh, we can both tell it. My grandma had cancer. She she expected to pass. Before she, she passed. She was at peace with it. She was at peace. She knew she was going to be she had cancer, long battle. Uh she was too young, you know, had kidneys and all that. Anyways, before she passed, she cooked some of her recipe. Favorite recipe, which is a, a pie crust. Yes, all the women in the family wanted this pie crust well, recipe. Yeah, my cousins, my sister, and all them helped me come up with it. All, all the women together came up with it. So she brought us all together, and uh, she showed us how to make it. And I wrote it down piece by piece, made sure I had everything I needed. So after Josh and I got married, we moved to St. Mary's. And um, as newlywed couples do, we wanted to host our first Thanksgiving. So we invited my dad from North Florida to come up for Thanksgiving. Yeah, he came up. Kelsey's all excited. We're, we just got married. She's like, oh, I'm going to make you Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right, we're doing it. So uh, her dad, thankfully it was just him. Yeah, thankfully it was just him. Uh, and um, I made the turkey, all the, all the sides, all the fixings, um, and I was so excited because I thought, oh, in honor of Mima, I will make an apple pie, and I'll use this recipe. Did you cook turkey? I did cook turkey in the good. oven. Let's do it for the time out. You can do it for the next year. Wait, prime rib. It was prime rib. That's what it was. No, that was a different year. This year, I'm... My our first one, we made a turkey, and I did it in the oven because I had to get a little baster, and I had to baste them so they stayed sure? warm. I'm 100% sure. Anywho, so since I was making apple pie, I was going to do it from scratch. So I peeled my apples. I did everything I was supposed to. 
and I was going to make this pie crust from scratch, and I followed it to a T. I mean, I triple read it. I made sure that I got this all right. I put that baby in the oven, and I'm so excited because you can kind of smell the apple. In, um, yeah, the smell, um, it, it tricks you. Yeah, it tricks you. And when that little buzzer went off and I had to take that nice smelling pie out of the oven, tell them what happened. Uh, it was a great try. Uh, it tasted like way too much melon. And uh, her dad, he has no filter. So if he don't like something, he's just going to tell you, hey, this is horrible. Don't ever make it again. And that's what he told me. He said, do us a favor. Don't ever make this pie again. And he said this as he was scraping it into the trash. So I was so embarrassed. I was so mad. I went back through and I read through that recipe. And... I did everything I was supposed to, so I reached out to the other ladies of the family to see, hey, have you tried this pie crust? What, what happened when you tried it? They all experienced the same thing. She left out re- uh, ingredients in each one of them's uh, recipes. So Meemaw went to the grave. Took it to the grave. Took it to the grave. The best pie crust recipe ever. Now Jesus is eating good pie with it. <laughs> and ever since then, I have been scared to make pie crust. Now I just buy my pie crust at the store, and every time I make a pie, I hear my father's words, and I get super nervous. Even though I bought the pie crust, I still get worried. It's going to be the worst thing you ever put in your mouth. And every time we make a pie, I hear my mom laughing. (laughs) I hear her laughing. (laughs) Double checking now. (laughs) Maybe she was torturing you for all the things I was doing. She's like, "Oh, that's such a good job. He's not running (laughs) no good pie." about it for the rest of his life. <laughs> and let me just tell you, Mima made the best pie. She did. Whenever we had Sunday dinners or like family get-togethers, oh, she made a delicious banana pie, chocolate pie, apple pie, whatever oh, pie you wanted, it was good. was strawberry cheesecake. Oh. She would make the crust, the graham cracker crust, right? Oh, I love that stuff. I, I'd eat it right now just the crust alone. Uh, whatever you're doing. Anyway, yeah. knowledge of the recipes and she's like here and she would buy the jello have you read the the, the recipe on the, the recipe back. on the back of the jello jello packages yeah that's what she got me too but i still <laughs> eat it it's good i'd eat it every day but i thought it was homemade crap i used to tell everybody told him we'd tell him the pie story and wrap it up. Oh yeah, wrap it up. Okay, I'm wrapping it up. Folks, we thank you. We hope you enjoy this. Listen, we're just, this is only our third episode. Third episode. So we're getting adjusted and new to it and trying to learn. We got lights and soundboard and iPad connections to run this program and all kinds of stuff. Microphones, all this junk. So it's above our heads. Still learning. But I think we're doing okay though. Yeah. We got a lot of the <laughs> we did it. We're here today. We still love you. Still love you too. All right. Till the next one, y'all. Hope.
follow us, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, or follow us on Instagram. Send us a message over there and leave us a comment. Share it, share it, share it, share it, share it. Let's get this thing going because when we hit 10,000, 